Nerd Soul. Oh, 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 yeah. Late ill kid at one young soul holding it down, bringing that street geek and nerd soul. What is up, my people? Today, oh, yeah, another wonderful episode of Soul Taco, y'all. That's right. You better believe we out here doing our thing, having a good time. So, like, comment, subscribe, and hit that bell because, boy, ooh, Jujutsu Kaisen, y'all. <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen out here giving that heat. You, you know what? I'm not even going to be mad at the pure flames that we seen befall your boy. Because, look, when we, when we come in to the episode, we already know that the, the challenge has been given. You know what I'm saying? The, the challenge has been given, and we open up on some, I knew he was strong, but not this strong man suk man look sukuna is on a whole nother level and the, the craziness is their fight literally just demolishes just everywhere everywhere is just demolished it's crazy how much destruction is going on i mean it's beautiful too it's like the the fight is awesome because you're dealing with Two characters, well, one is vastly stronger than the other one, but the 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 characters that we're seeing, neither is a slouch. And just like the, the fire and the lava and the animation level is incredible. But yo, Sukuna, yo, <laughs> bruh, when he speak, people listen, bruh. Like, look, we got Panda and uh, I forgot the other young man's name, but they're out on the street. They ain't even involved with the fight. I, they ain't even they ain't even around the fight and Sukuna lands and is like don't nobody move or I'm gonna kill all y'all you know what I'm saying and they straight up don't move like they straight up do not even think about moving and that just goes to show whenever he speak people be like alright look you know I'm good I ain't gonna say a thing you know ain't gonna worry about a thing but <laughs> but yo just that fight alone is worth the like the animator of the year award like bruh and that's not the only fight we get that's the crazy thing and like the way the fight is so crazy and so destructive um i think panda is the one that says uh they're they're like elephants tap dancing on top of the ants and we're the ants um either panda says that or the young man he's with him says that and it's true Stuff is like destroying all around them. It's breaking, crashing. There's all kinds of, you know, destruction. And Sukuna's just having a good time. I mean, I guess because he's been, you know, sealed away so long. Sukuna's just having a ball. He's just living it up. I mean, I don't know. Yuji gonna have to step up and take over soon. But, yo, Sukuna having a ball. And, I mean, he was, ooh, he was ragdolling your boy, man. He was, what is, um, I'm, look, I can't remember. It's not Dagon. Um, I'm gonna just for now, for right now, I'm gonna just call him Hothead. I because I can't remember his name. Um, but it's not Dagon or Dagon, and please, you know, forgive the pronunciation. But the 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 way he was handling him, bruh. I mean, he's been sunning him since he saw him. Since he showed up, he was like, "Look, you ain't bowing deep enough. Let me cut off a piece of your dome piece. Let me let me just let me just show you what I'm rolling with." 
And then even when he when he flips it up, because Hothead's like, oh, I thought your power was like slicing things. And Sukuna like, my power what I wanted to be. Like, you know, like you don't check who's gonna check me, boo. Talking about what you thought my power was. Don't worry about what my power is. My power work is what it's gonna be. Alright? All you need to do is go and stand up, take this L like a man. And he said, you know, hey, you, you know, you uh impressed me for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, you made me happy for a little bit. So now, you know what I'm saying? It's time to, you know, time to take you down. Take you straight down to Chinatown. But um <laughs> that was just incredible animation. And not without, because they do this show in a way where it's like you make sh- they make sure to let you know there's battles everywhere. Because not without the the wrap up from the whole Fushiguro family, you know, uh, finanglement or whatever, <laughs> Bruh, First of all, Toji ain't even in his full final form, bruh. He using somebody else's body. Toji ain't even got the what was that that big worm on him? Like Toji ain't even doing that. Toji just using his regular like, hey, I got resurrected for a little bit skills, bruh. And you got Fushiguro running for his life. I mean, I mean, rightfully so, but he is kind of hanging a little bit. He's he's hanging enough to stay alive, you know what I'm saying? But the the beautiful thing that I liked about this is that you don't see you don't see Fushiguro like be all scared and everything. I mean, of course, you know, he's up against an extremely wild opponent. But you don't see, you know, you don't see him scared, man. You don't see him running, you know. Hey, he he doing what he got to do. So you don't see him running, you don't see him scared, you don't see him like, you know, ducking and dodging. He's I mean, he's he's definitely evading but he's it's not a case where he's like whining and crying and sniffling you know balled up in the corner you know he's he's doing what he got to do and on the flip side toji finally seeing hey hold up so this is my little brother word you know what i'm saying he came up right he came up good you know what i'm saying and also you can see toji was just i guess like sukuna just having a good time for a second because after he found out that this was uh, Megumi, and he was like, oh, well, um, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad you're alive. Take it easy. And like, the only thing is, Megumi still has no idea who this dude was. Like, I, he has no idea at all. We know, but he don't, he ain't got no idea. It's just like, there was some crazy dude that, that beat up uh, uh, Dagon, Dagon, and then came after me, and I, now he killed himself? Like, it, what in the world is, so... You know, it, I can't imagine like experiencing that being like, okay, well, oh, well, he just killed himself. Like he smiled. Well, no, honestly, he's been smiling the whole time, but he just smiled at me and then killed himself. What? So that moment was a nice, I think, I think a nice moment that we needed for Toji's character to a certain degree. I, maybe we didn't need it, but it was nice to have. And we also got to see, you know, Fushiguro stepped up. You know what I'm saying? Fushiguro ain't no slouch. Now, he got he got caught, you know what I'm saying, you know, with his guard down. I mean, obviously, but I can understand why he was caught with his guard down because, like, bruh, you just finished fighting this crazy opponent and he just randomly smiles at you, then kills himself. And then you find out that he's inside of another body. So you're like, what is going 
What's going on? But then the dude that Kento should have killed. Ah, oh man. Caught my boy for she, for she grew in the back. And it looks like he's dead to a certain degree. And that same, uh, the pigtails. He talking about some wake up sorcerer and help me. What you mean? See, if you wasn't running around slicing people, you'd be fine. This what you get. But hopefully, Fushiguro will be back soon. Hopefully, next episode, he'll be able to at least limp off to a healer or something. Because, man, look, we can't lose Fushiguro. I know he got weird hair and it's a little too spiky. He need to tone it down a little bit. But he's still, he's still our boy. You know what I'm saying? I don't want him to go out like that. Um, the, the, the other thing that I like about this is going deeper into what um Guido is in this episode because we're in like episode 16 of season two now so we're we're kind of deep in and we're kind of seeing people describe what is I guess I guess maybe not what happened but what is happening I guess what happened and is still currently happening to Guido um and now he's being referred to like uh the, the young lady said that we need to free Guido now it's saying that Guido is being manipulated like a zombie. So the only thing I can assume is that we can extract or separate this entity from Guido. Now, if we extract and separate this entity from Guido, I don't know if that's going to make Guido a good guy. I mean, he probably still going to be like, I don't want no humans, but at least we won't have him at least i don't know maybe his ideas and plans and thoughts will at least be his own i mean i guess that's the best thing i can say about that i don't know really how else to i mean i guess <laughs> so but i mean of course it's a good it's a good thing to get him separated because in my mind, and I mean, of course, I haven't read the uh, the manga, so I have no idea. But in my mind, all of this extra stuff that we've seen is part of whatever cursed spirit or entity or whatever is putting on him and not, you know, not Guido's plans himself. You know what I'm saying? Um, and of course, we still, we're not, I mean, we're not done with all the bad guys yet. I mean, Sukuna is still out there wilding. Um, Hothead is dead, but... You know, like they say, Mahito is still out there. Mahito is not a slouch. I mean, we've seen his power and work and I mean at work and who knows how that's gonna play out. But I think um outside of having Panda playing Dum Dum for a while, uh one thing that I think is cool about this episode that we got to see a little bit of is the fractured nature of Guido's squad. Like you see kind of three factions discussing how they want to approach something and deciding they don't want to deal with one another, at least not right now. And then kind of the peacekeeper of the group being like, hey, I know one day we'll all be able to, you know, sit down together and eat dinner again. But right now we just ain't vibing. So you go your way, you go your way. And I'm going to just chill and be neutral because I don't really want to do none of this. Because it seems like now that Guido is definitely not Guido, all of those uh that like that glue that held his crew together is slowly dissolving and who knows if those bonds will ever reform maybe maybe not maybe once Guido is freed he'll be able to kind of get everybody back together 
or maybe it'll be too late because a lot he's losing some captains or generals or whatever he you know they they ain't just sitting around waiting for <laughs> waiting for him to come back i mean they're making moves and some of those pieces are getting taken off the chessboard so yo i gotta i look i gotta say that when he wakes up or and see i don't i don't know if maybe wake up is the wrong term because see we don't know if Guido can see what's happening or if he's completely in like a subconscious sleep state while this other thing is using him so i don't know if it's because like uh say say okay say like in this tv show supernatural and supernatural when people are possessed they say they can see what's happening but they can't do anything about it so i don't know if it's if guido is in a situation where he can see the stuff like he can see what his body is doing and what the 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 entity or the the ghost or the super this uh, like the cursed energy or whatever is doing with his body and he just can't do anything or if he's just in a complete sort of like dream state where he doesn't know anything at all so who knows what it'll be like when he finally resurfaces because i assume that you know sooner or later he will in fact resurface now switching over we got <laughs> ah boy look i'm gonna give it to you amazon yo y'all doing a little something something with that invincible boy y'all doing something with that invincible i ain't going front like it look we we know that it's not easy to try to crawl out of this hole that has been dug by you know like invincible's dad basically omni man dug this hole where I don't know for for better or worse maybe you know invincible feels like he has to make up for that stuff and of course being like i'll do whatever you want to do or whatever you want me to do i don't know if it's the best idea because the government isn't always the most reliable or trustworthy but i mean hey look that's where we are now and on the on the flip side debbie is like look you don't owe these people nothing and he doesn't he doesn't i mean he don't have to be a hero at all he ain't gotta do jack but you know with him wanting to do this her just being like yo make sure this is something that you want to do and not that you feel that you have to do due to the world's perception of you you know as in and you know the the obligation or the guilt that that brings like oh i should have stopped it it's all my fault kind of thing and if i i gotta do something to fix it kind of stuff you know as in so that that is something where i know this is crossed the bear but i wish he would take at least a little bit of debbie's advice or his mom's advice you know what i'm saying because it's you know come on man like you you have to get some rest some type of way you know what i'm saying you have to rest you have to be able to you know enjoy your life and, and recharge your own batteries like i mean he's after his uh graduation which he almost missed messing with doc seismic he he's like he doesn't want to relax now i mean i do not agree with underage drinking do not drink underage if you are underage do not touch no alcohol but 
he's not even it's not even a situation of him drinking he's not even like engaging with his friends he's out there like looking off into the abyss like i must be a hero i must be prepared when the call comes in kind of it's like bro come on like ease up like calm down calm it calm it on down calm it on down all right look you you ain't all that i mean you you're good but you're not you're not that good you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, the world will still spin without you, my my good man. But um, just taking a second to enjoy his life because he will burn himself out if he decides that his life is essentially a tool for the U.S. government. Um, it'll he'll burn out probably a lot faster than even he thinks he will because he's quote invincible. Um, and the, I think with, with that, we see a lot of his, you know, his moments with, even with his girlfriend, his moments with his mom, um, his moment with his friends seem like they are coming, you know, second to this perceived duty. Like for instance, when he goes down, um, uh, he goes down to Atlantis to kind of like make up. And the funny thing is like the, the old information they have is that, you know, they got to get married. He has to marry the old queen. He's like, Hey, look, I got a girlfriend. I don't know if I could do that. I'm like, how oh, she said like, Oh, we're not barbaric. By the way, it's trial by combat. It's like, uh, yeah, that's, that's still barbaric. It's, it's, I mean, you know, it's like, or that's still old school. Like this, this whole thing, like, oh, we don't, we don't make you marry me. That's, that's so old school. We're going to do a trial by combat. Yeah, that's still mad old school. Like you traded one old school for another. I mean, I, I guess, I, I don't know if that consider that progress, but maybe, but <laughs> it is cool seeing it. Uh, at first you thought, oh, cool. Like I'm a, so I could just go back up, back, back up to land and see like, nah, nah, nah. You gotta fight this crazy monster, and the hmm, the I want to say the okay, the government under the government under any other situation would be untrustworthy. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I guess it always is in shows like this. But I do also understand, uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to, to preface this. All right, so you have Invincible in this world. His dad is gone crazy. We still have him left and we got to figure out kind of how to deal with him if he decides to go crazy too. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, if he goes through, if he goes crazy, what are we going to do if, if he ends up like his dad? So Cecil, I don't know, man. It's not that I'm against Cecil, but it's very clear. Cecil is keeping him close. So if I have to destroy him, I can. Like even after the, the battle under um, in Atlantis, he's like, of course, he noticed that, that that sound wave that that animal had, you know, hurt him. So he's like, I right, look. You know, like take that sample and and keep it because we're gonna most likely need it, kind of thing. And I don't know, man. I mean, of course, Cecil got to do that. You know what I'm saying? He got to. But then at the same time, it seems extremely manipulative to have him, meaning invincible, in a 
I guess in a role like, hey, we're working together when it's like we're not really working together. Like we're not we're not a team. I'm I'm essentially a pawn that you're keeping under your thumb so that hopefully I don't end up like my dad while you study me to see if you can also kill me and or my dad or others like me. It's I don't know, man. Let me let me know what you think about it. I don't, I mean, I'm not I'm not against it. It's just it just seems kind of I don't know, man. It seems kind of dirty, but I also understand why. So it's tough when I'm when I'm thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? It, it's tough. Um, we also see the Martian Bill is that Martian Bill is coming due. But I guess sort of in a good way. I mean, you see the Martian, he's here and he's like, oh, well, you know, I can be like the other Martian. Um, I don't know why he made up a whole fake hero. I would have probably now that I mean, after seeing the the ad or, or the, the newscast or whatever, I would have just approached the Guardians of the Globe and been like, hey, I'm a Martian. I heard about what happened to Mr. Martian or what I can't remember the, the Martian. I know it wasn't the Martian Manhunter, but no, no, the Martian Man or whatever. I heard about him. I'm here to help in any way I can. And then they can just accept you for what you are. And you don't have to be like the, you know, super change man or whatever he decided, whatever stupid name he gave himself. You know, then I'd rather him be himself because if he doesn't, once he gets found out, it's going to be curtains for him. And if it's not curtains for him, it's going to be a long road to trust with that dude. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I guess understandably so. You know what I'm saying? Like, understandably so. Because who's, I mean, who who's going to want to deal with a situation like that where, okay, we believe, we already didn't want you here. And you were corny, but we let you be here anyway. And now we find out everything that we knew about you is a lie. You know, and that's not going to go over too well. <laughs> I mean, and I get it. I mean, if I was a mortal, you know, and or I mean, and plus a mortal's there. If more, you know, of course, he has a relationship with the, the old Martian man. Like, just appeal to that. Be like, hey, look, I escaped my planet, but I'm stuck here. I might as well do good. I want to be able to help out. What do you say? And see how that goes. I mean, but I mean, I guess if it goes badly, then you're in some real trouble. But I mean, at least try. You know what I'm saying? At least try and see how that goes out. Um, I guess the last thing I want to say about this is, of course, we get to see more of Angstrom's mis mission, which I think is great. Him, I guess this is one of the Invincibles that he's gone around and, you know, used his knowledge to stop because... Uh, even Invincible is talking about how uh, they set off these like, uh, like, I guess like nuclear bombs or proton bombs or something like that. And they just tired him out. And now they have him locked in this, you know, big, I guess, Viltrumite machine or something like that. So maybe he's going around ending the Viltrumite threat that's on Earth um, one by one. And it's understandable because those ones are crazy, but our, you know what I'm saying, our, you know, our Invincible is all right. He's cool. Unless, unless the argument is to be made that sooner or later he will be crazy and go evil no matter what. Um, and then there's also the, 
I guess the the reality that you know Viltrumites might still come just because Omni Man left doesn't mean that you know other Viltrumites might not be like, hey, whatever happened to that planet that you know Omni Man was supposed to take care of? And you're like, oh well, let's just just send like two dudes over there and see what happens. Because imagine if two like Viltrumites show up, like bro, like let's be for real. Um. I mean, yes, it was his dad, but I mean, Invincible is having, he, 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 he won't have no real luck against his daddy. So now I, I believe they say, I believe his dad said the older they get, the stronger they get. So, I mean, he will get stronger as time passes, but bruh, um, it, he did not look good against his dad. Now, of course, there is the the it, there is the emotional connection. You don't want to beat up your dad. Don't nobody want to you know fight their dad. You know what I'm saying? But just in general, one for one, it was not looking good. So like, say say two Viltrumites show up, man. One, he don't know how to fight. That's one. He need to get he need to get in the gym and learn how to fight for real. Um, two, like his his battle situational awareness just. Damn, man. Like, he, he bungles almost every opportunity, bro. Like, with Doc Seismic, he was not looking good out there. Like, he was, ooh, he was blowing it, bro. Like, he was, he was blowing it. Like, I, it, it just won't looking good, man. It, it won't looking good. Then, you know, we got, we got Debbie. She's breaking down because, of course, Mark need to be with her kind of like trying to, I don't know, trying to just, grieve for a minute but he's so busy out there he's not paying attention to his mom his mom trying to rush back to work she going crazy on well the customer was bugging he was tripping he was definitely on he looked like he was about to be doing some dv stuff for real and you know he's not there to see the stuff his mom's going through like you know she's grieving too and like y'all need to come together at least for a little bit man but he's just ignoring that she's ignoring it and well, I mean, she she did mention trying to go and get a uh, like like a vacation stay somewhere, but they need time, man. They need some real time. Um, I guess lastly, I'll talk about Adam Eve. Uh, you know, I love her as a character. Uh, I love her backstory and what she went through and what she's you know the person she's becoming. Um, and she's learning lessons too, like uh, in her effort to help out um we like we see her fix the uh the apartment complex and the what is it the lady is like yo that's not up to how do i know if that's up to code and i can see the the argument there but then the people like they said she said i think one of the people said it's been six months like bro look look how long does it take to get something up to code it's been six months like i want to get back into my house and then, of course, them talking about the plot of land that nothing was on, you know, her building something there, she just didn't know. But that's when it does come into, you got to kind of split that difference between something being up to code and then also taking action. Um, but I think she will get better at dealing with stuff like that as she sort of like gets more in touch with like maybe the local politics maybe like i don't want her to be deep and because i i like her being able to do what she needs to do to save people and to fix things but when it comes to fixing structural stuff 
like, I mean, you know, stopping forest fires is one thing, but like building like a playground, you know, of course, it, you know, it just, it just needs that input from like surveyors and all that stuff. The, the land is perked and all that mess, all that stuff that they got to do, you know, get some hard head people in there to test the soil or something and then go for it. And then, so like, maybe you could have the, that period of time where it's like they got to do all the surveys but after that then it can be like quick and jiffy because she can kind of make whatever she wants so you know i i'll keep looking in on her and see what she's doing because i do like her as a character and i want her to you know what i'm saying i want i want her to shine i want that girl to shine like i i love me some adam eve so she's dope you know any day of the week um moving on though we got scavengers rain y'all scavengers rain this this week well not really this week. Like, I'm watching it week to week, but there's tons of episodes out already. But I'm talking about episode three. Um, we see that the the Demeter is just been breached. But the most important... I'll, I'll think, I think I'll talk about this. Uh, something that was nasty about this episode is Cayman's meal. Cayman is killing all kinds of animals so that this creature can eat right and then Cayman kills like a larger creature that is the same like breed or whatever or the same species as the creature that's hanging with him and then when he eats the black goo out of his mouth I'm like bro look I mean I know this is a weird planet and I mean I know you're trying to get by doing what you got to do but I don't know if I can eat the regurgitated goo for whatever this creature is. I mean, yes, this creature, I guess in theory you can trust this. I mean, this creature has saved your life like three times now, but who? I mean, I wasn't the only one looking at that stuff like it was nasty, right? Like it was it was pure nastiness. Like it was it was just nastiness on a whole nother level of nast. But um <laughs> uh with that, with that said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about Sam and Ursula for a second because Ursula actually did see something that was beautiful. That whole flower petal, like life cycle, it was, it was beautiful. It was, you know, engaging. It was thought provoking. Like it was, it was something that was a visual feast. Like in this whole, an this whole animated show is a visual feast on the real, but seeing you know, seeing that go and seeing her kind of ex be able to experience that was something that is truly beautiful. Now, I do also understand Sam's side. Sam is like, yo, look, we a team. And like, you just stopped and went on to your own, you know, went in your own zone or something like that. Like, we can't, you can't just run off or you can't just be off doing your own thing. Like, what are you, what are you doing? And he said, like, I can't do this without you. Her retort, though, I ain't going front, did hurt. She was like, I can do this without you. I was like, man, that's messed up, yo. That, that, I thought that was kind of messed up, how she dropped that on him. I, like, for real, that was, I, in my opinion, that was not necessary. And it was mean-spirited. And even though you might like not like the fact that he was, you know what I'm saying, correcting you and checking you, you might be like, I'm grown. I'm grown. I do what I want. But the bottom line is he was right. And for you to try to get a tit for tat back just to hurt his feelings is 
something that's you know you're most likely regret and we see at the end of this episode like he gets taken so that might be your last memory is you being like i can do this without you well maybe you're gonna find out now because he got taken you know what i'm saying so these these kind of things are important when you're dealing with especially when you just it's just you and that person like you have to be able to be accountable to that person and you know come through show up be you know be responsive be conversational be open let them know what's going on whether it's a physical thing or a mental thing so so that you know y'all can actually get through the issue y'all get y'all are on a mission to get to the demeter see if you can get the people people out people back up revived and so y'all can get off this planet you know what i'm saying and the way she responded that was kind of messed up even though she did see something that was beautiful like she definitely should have had a different attitude than i can do this without you that was kind of messed up um and then i guess you know ozzy and levi kind of learning to go with the flow a little bit i th i thought that was cool because ozzy in many cases seems to want to kind of make things happen and there is a time for that like there definitely is a time to kind of just make things happen um because of the situation you're in but levi seems to be learning as a android artificial intelligence robot whatever you want to call it seems to be learning to hmm to be in the moment maybe that maybe that's what i'm thinking more of a the the ability to kind of just be and to to relax in the present and i think that's something that's really really cool that we're seeing from levi and i hope we get more from levi um in that in that kind of situation i hope we get way more of levi because i look I, I love Levi, for real. I, I do. I think Levi is going through kind of like this spiritual awakening that I think is hmm, necessary. Uh, not only necessary for Levi, but also necessary for Ozzy, too. So this this show, it definitely, it's, it's just, man, it's beautiful to look at. And I think we're getting a lot from it in a good way. And I can't wait to get more. It looks beautiful. Cayman is weird and we see that he is a butthole through and through. Um, but I am very interested of what the this um what the state of the Demeter will be when they finally arrive back at it. You know what I'm saying? What it'll be like. Um so thinking of uh you know androids with Levi, let's go into some other androids with of course Pluto. Um, we finally find out, or we finally at least see a little bit of what Pluto is, the real Pluto, um, because we see this, uh, robot that, um, what is it? Uh, not, I want to call her Ursula because I was just talking about scavengers reign. Um, but talking about Uran or Odon, I think is how they pronounced it. And this new robot that she finds and how she's kind of nursing it because she can feel that she can feel that fear that hurt and she's kind of like nursing this robot back to health you know getting the getting the um i guess the uh getting the the energy cells getting some clothes stuff like that 
And we find out that this robot is functioning without its own, um, well, functioning, functioning on its own without an AI chip. And that is, I guess, something that no one has ever heard because, I mean, even Adam is like, hold up, what? And Adam and Uran are like, I guess, some of the dopest out there. And even Adam, when he went past, um, what is it, Abula? I think it's Abula. He was like, hold up. I can't tell whether this person is human or not. And I know that he wrote it off on his cybernetic implants after being injured during the war, but I think he is full cap, yo. Full top quality cap. I don't believe him. I don't believe him at all. Because we see he's behind the real Pluto. So we'll see what his real, his main goals are. Because I don't know if he's part of what Adolf is doing in trying to repeal the um, repeal the the robot laws, or if he's in his own um, sort of in his own vibe, in his own path, in his own little I guess you could say ideology about these robots and what they've done during the war. Because it might not have anything to do with you know, the, the, I guess, Adolf and his anti-robot people, um, which is, you know, it's completely up to him. I'm just saying if it is something completely separate, I think that actually makes our conflict richer because since we have a completely op, you know, opposite, separate, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, conflict or a, a separate, uh, kind of like, entity it's not just a black and white now we have the people that want the robot laws gone robots should be slaves to us blah 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 then you have the people that are like robots or like the robots that i guess that are robots or whatever that are like hey we're trying to solve this crime and then you have the pluto dude who's doing his own thing so i think that is something that's awesome and i'm glad that we'll be able to hopefully see these three come to a head or dovetail sooner or later um and i i think that us seeing here what pluto at least a bit of what pluto is sort of changes the game and lets us know that things are starting to heat up um we also find that the memories that or at least some memories that your boy gazette has aren't his or might not be his because we remember seeing that flashback that he had of some dude in the alley and he he keeps having that little weird flashback of that little dude in the alley on his own and then for him to have that memory of that trip you know or them saying that oh we already have your wife you you know you plan this trip to japan and he's like hold up what we we went on a trip to spain and I like that him and his wife are also are both like suspicious at the same time. They were both like, whoa, 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 whoa. like something ain't right. So like, you know, both of them were like, Japan? When 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 did this happen? So it seems that she has a sort of detective mind similar to his, where she's like, hey, something something ain't jiving with this. We gotta, we gotta figure this out because I know we went, or at least we believe we went here. 
And so that means that we have a much deeper conspiracy on the governmental side because what is it? Uh, Director Schelling talks to the, the uh, I guess the robot professor or whatever that uh, checked over Gazette. He was like, he was like, look, basically, do you know how much Gazette is worth? Do you know how much we've sunk into the, you know, his body and abilities and stuff? Shut up. Do what I tell you to do and don't ask no questions. But with that said, I think if you were to do this, that means that he not only altered his, meaning Gazette's memories, but also his wife's. Also, how were you able to do that? Like that, that, cause that changes the game completely because if that's the case, that means that we're talking about a whole maybe shadow faction inside of the government that is using robots to kill and hide killings possibly because we see that at least that we, from what we know, uh, Adolf's brother was pummeled and or killed by Gazette, but Gazette has no memory of it, and it's not even reported as a murder from you know from a robot to a human because of course humans aren't supposed to be able to harm. Uh, I mean, robots aren't supposed to be able to harm humans at all. So this is something that is very, very interesting. I really want to see how this how this plays out because will. Will Director Schelling be able to keep this a secret from Gazette? And because I don't think Gazette is going to stop looking. The only thing that I would say that Gazette kind of didn't do that he should have done is get his wife checked too. That's the only thing is get me checked, and get my wife checked. If there's anything off, but maybe, maybe the idea is that if anything wasn't off with him, it wouldn't be with his wife. But it's always better to check, man. It's always, no matter what, it's always better to check. Um, and you see, we get to see the news as well, as far as this, this, this robot law thing, we see that the, the people that, um, uh, Adolf is with is, are kind of like using the news as a way to kind of slide in this dangerous robot narrative. And he even calls it a narrative because he's like, look, the only way we're going to be able to take down Gazette in a way where people are going to accept it. Because, I mean, you know, you have, you know, robots out at restaurants and stuff and everybody loves robots. So it's like, especially after the 39th Central Asian War, you know, you have you have this group of people or the, the, the vast amount of society that's like, yo, you know, robots are cool. Like, what's wrong? So they're going to have to build up this idea that there's at least one robot to be feared so that they can kind of go forward and, you know, take, I guess, you know, take at least that one robot out and then use that as a proxy to say other robots need to you know sort of need to be destroyed and or you know re i don't know reprogrammed or something like that so that is a i guess a way to see those first ideas into the public um but of course adolf doesn't want that long that long game he don't want that Nah, bruh. He want his revenge now. I mean, technically, he's been waiting three years. So, I mean, he's been patient. I mean, he's been real patient. <laughs> um, lastly, 
Um, I want to talk about Hercules and um, who is the young man that comes to visit him? I can't remember. I'll, I'll remember it in a second. But um, Hercules basically planning on going on his, I guess, one man mission, you know, crazy suicide mission uh, and trying to like take on this Pluto by himself. Um, I When he's visited by Epsilon, I do agree that this cycle has to be broken. You know, like this cycle of hate that, um, like he said, if we're becoming more like humans, then we're going to take on these qualities. And maybe we shouldn't take on these qualities, or at least not the worst of these qualities, you know what I'm saying, which is like war, hate, those type of things. And then you see Hercules' side of like looking at Epsilon like he's soft, basically. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you soft, you, you know, you kind of adopted all these kids and no, ain't nobody, you know, ain't nobody think about you. Ain't nobody think about that kind of stuff. Um, and it doesn't show strength and, you know, why should we care about humans? Um, but I, I do think that Epsilon is on to something. I mean, of course, you know, I don't think you'll never have to, you know, fight again, but the idea is to at least, if we can fight less, then that's better. You know what I mean? I guess from his perspective, he's like, if we can fight less, then that'll be a win. That'll be, you know, that'll be at least a feather in his cap that, hey, we stopped, you know, 30% of the fighting that we were doing before. You know what I'm saying? We've become, you know, more relatable. We've become more responsible, more, you know, uh, disciplined, um, more caring, more kind, loving, those things, more understanding. Um, more compassionate, uh, more gentle, those kind of things. I think that's where Epsilon is coming from. But with that said, if Epsilon is the same level of robot as like Gazette, as Hercules, as North Number Two, Epsilon ain't no slouch. And I think we're going to be able to see him fight later on. But it seems like Abula is telling Pluto that his target or his main target or his mission is Adam. So maybe what we'll see is a direct attack at Adam where Gazette and like Epsilon and Hercules come in to assist because Pluto is just so powerful. Um, so we'll see how that plays out, man, with, you know, with the word, with the code word Bora and stuff like that. We've got a lot going on in this show in a very good way. You know, we got shady governments. We got, you know, I'm paranoid because I don't know who, man, I don't know who to trust, man. I, I thought that, you know, Director Schelling and, and you know, like the, the robot, you know, I guess Dr. Man or whatever would be trustworthy, but who knows now? Like, we ain't got no idea. Like, even ADOS people, those people are, like, important people in the news and media, so it's like, who? I don't know if I can trust anybody, and we don't know who is behind Abula, because Abula, I, I don't believe, is doing this by himself. Like, somebody's helping to foot the bill for all the stuff that he's able to do. As far as when he was talking about that dude sneaking into the country, somebody helping these these sneakiness go on. You know what I'm saying? So this show in a good way has me paranoid because I don't know who to trust. I don't, honestly, I don't, I don't know if I trust none of y'all. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't trust none of y'all out here. And look, all y'all back up off me. But um, speaking of back up off me, let's talk about Animusha, boy, because, ooh, that... Man, look, that, that Netflix anime, boy, 
Pluto, Animusha, Blue Eye Samurai. We heard that Arcane is coming back. Um, you know, of course, Castlevania, uh, Captain um, Captain Laserhawk, stuff like that. Man, look, Netflix ain't no, ain't no joke with his animation skills, but look, we with Animusha, we have a real a real chance now for hmm. I guess for the, our team to forge their own path. And the way, reason I say that is because we, we have our own, our uh, first, our main mission. And our main mission seemed like, hey, go up there, find out what's going on, kill um, uh, kill this dude, come back, everything's gonna be all good. But we now we find out that there is a wrinkle in this plan because we found out that these farmers done, at this village done found gold, and they were essentially killed for it. And, you know, the, the shogunate or whoever wants to keep this on a low low. And now with their knowledge of it, they're probably, you know, they're probably able to get killed too. And this is uh, episode two of Animusha. So we see the, the, um, the Oni or whatever basically speaking and saying, hey, you have to kill the Genma and seal their souls in here. And that is going most likely proved to be a very very hard you know a hard task it doesn't seem like it's going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination and furthermore we we don't even know how to deal with the basic threats that are coming at us already and what i mean by that is we come we come to this village nobody's in it and we find out there's zombies there and the Hmm. We find out that the the men that are with us that are sitting around acting like they so big and bad are completely like terrified of just basic zombies. Man. Now, at the same time, I will. It's okay. Let me, let me back up. Yes, these men did not sign up to to beat up you know to to fight zombies they didn't they you know say so i will say that they did not sign up for that you know what i'm saying in their in their defense but we get all of this talk like all of this talk about you know uh we were trained by the great blah 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 and we're so good and this that and the third we're amazing and then some zombies roll up and you up in here acting like a little mark. Like, come on, man. Like, how you going? Look. Look, man. Musashi can't be the only dude that's, like, just holding it down. Like, he can't be alone. He he needs help. And if y'all... or And maybe instead of the help, he just need... I guess use y'all as meat shields because y'all tripping. Like, y'all straight up tripping. And it is nice to see that we have a falconer um, in the crew that, that did come in handy. You know what I'm saying? When one of the uh the um one of the uh zombies kind of got too close and the Falcons kind of came into play. But uh Goromaru is a straight weak like bruh, come on man. Y'all lie out here with these swords acting like y'all was sweet and y'all was whacked by some zombies. And they weren't even the fast zombies. It was like the regular speed zombies. Come on, man. Like and then Musashi had to come out with the plan, like y'all ain't do y'all ain't mobilized to do nothing. 
bruh, look, I, look, I thought y'all was going to be sweet, but like, now, like, y'all just in the way, man. Y'all, y'all kind of just in the way. I hope y'all do better in these next episodes, but y'all was killing me on this episode. Um, but we do meet Sayo, and Sayo in this episode kind of lets us know the lowdown on what happened in the village about the gold. Um, also about uh, the the shogunist des- designs for them and how they killed everybody. Um, you know, basically unleashing a monster that turned everybody. Like it, that's something that Sayo gave to us, and you know, of course, gave to us as the the watchers too. So I mean, we're like, okay, cool, we're up to speed on what went on. So this is something where they essentially decided everybody's going to die anyway, which is why now. With the with the Indiana Jones bridge gone, they can't go back anyway. But Masashi was definitely like, I right, well, I guess in this case, we got to forge forward because we can't trust the people that sent us here. Because the people that sent us here are probably going to kill us anyway. So, you know, the only way is forward now. But I just hope, man, I hope the rest of the team is ready, man. Because like, what is it, Sahe or whatever? And I think like Haikuro, bruh, they they are they killing me right now, bruh. They man, they was looking so bad against them zombies. But it's tough. But it I will say uh one thing that we learned about this episode is even back in the what is it, Sengoku or Edo period or whatever, it's still all about the Benjamins, man. You see how the village was all cool when they was just mining copper and and tin or something like that. But once they once they came up on gold, boy, everybody had to go. You know what I'm saying? You see, look, I'm telling you, man, whew, don't let money change you. They're talking about that almighty dollar, boy. That almighty dollar. Um, <laughs> speaking of the almighty dollar, uh, it seems that the almighty dollar is not going to allow you to pass safely uh, <laughs> from town to town in Blue Eye Samurai. Uh, which will be the last the last joint I touch on for today. Yo, bro, look. I the cool thing about this show is, I mean, like the others, it's so beautiful and unique. But Mizu's trail and the four fangs kind of coinciding at this um kind of at the cliff showdown during the what is what's the event? Was it the the Madaka, what was what's the name of the event? It was the Hadaka Matsuri. Um, yeah, the Hadaka Matsuri, where you gotta purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. So the the setup is already there. Look, we can't get on the boat till tomorrow, so we're stuck here. Being stuck here forces everyone to catch up with us. The four fangs and uh was it uh Tigan. So now we get a chance to have this cliffside showdown. And while our boy Ringo is just living it up, you know, being stealthy, which I'm going to come back to that stealthiness in a second. But seeing how resilient, uh, resilient, how, how resilient Ringo is, I'm going to talk about that in a second. But the big part of this episode is basically Akemi and Taigen, and then, of course, Mizu and her her past with the sword father. Um, I want to talk about a Kimmy boy. I'm gonna tell you, ooh, that that um that girl do know how to um how to uh, raise your spirits. 
<laughs> now, on, on the real, it is nice to see that this woman said, look, you know, I see my man is feeling down. So let me use my energy, my, my, you know, my experience, my knowledge, my caring, my kindness, my generosity to pour into this man and to give him encouragement, to lift him up, to lift his spirits. The only thing is, um, she took, she went the extra mile on that. <laughs> Ooh, I'll tell look, look, we in episode two and I'm going to tell you, boy, look, she, uh, uh, she lifted, she lifted all them spirits. That's all I'm going to say. Oh Lord, I was like, uh, cause at first I was like, you know, this is beautiful. You know what I'm saying? A woman giving her man encouragement, being that rock for him, letting him let him know that he gonna be alright, he gonna make it, she gonna stand right beside. Him. And I was like, whoa, 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 hold up, where we going? <laughs> I mean, ain't nothing wrong with this, but I'm just saying where we going? Cause look, Netflix, Netflix is using Blue Eye Samurai to let you know that we going we gonna let that full frontal fly, boy, cause they be having, they be having them things just just jangling. Man, look, when they went, when they was running out to the pool, I mean, not to the, to, to the water, the, the lake or whatever, bruh, man, everybody was just letting it flop, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you guys just let it fly, man, just let it, you know what I'm saying? Let, let the thing just, let it swing a little bit, because, man, look, there was, there was jiggling and wiggling, boy, all, I was like, dang, y'all, so the whole town do this? So y'all just, so y'all just wild like that, huh? So y'all, so everybody, so everybody... So is there an after party at all? No, I'm just playing. I ain't gonna go there. But the the issue with Akimi is that you know her father already wasn't on board with Tygen, but she he was like, you know what? Okay, cool. I can kind of roll with this. But when Tygen lost that fight, bruh, that that's changed the game. And the fact that he's not even there. So now we got this new dude that you know he's like, look, he's in this. He's with the Shogun. And like, look, I gotta, I gotta keep my family, I gotta keep the family strong, and I gotta get you into another good family. You know what I'm saying? To, to maintain that that relationship, that that cohesive structure of power for our family. And bruh, look, why I always gotta be the worst one? Like, now I'm not saying that arranged marriages are a good or bad thing. It's up to your culture and what your culture decides. You know what I'm saying? But. Like every time we see an arranged marriage, it's always bad. There's got to be some good arranged marriages, man. Like every time we see, I'm like, what is he doing to these women's teeth? Like they smiling teeth just black. I mean, bruh, look, and it's not even black like his yuck mouth. It's like, yo, he got them painting they or dying they teeth black. I'm like, what is wrong with you, bruh? What is up with y'all dental health? Why your teeth ain't black? So her teeth got to be black, but your teeth can't be black. Like, come on, man, y'all. Y'all out here just living wrong, son. Y'all just doing, y'all doing, just doing the most good. I mean, y'all doing the most not good. Like, just, bruh, let me tell you that if I saw this woman with some black teeth, I'd be like, ma'am, do you need to see a, a physician, a dentist or something? What is going on in your life? And I mean, it was just a cheesing. Now, I will say, my boy came with gifts, though. He came bearing gifts. It, like, he had a whole squad. He had, like, 10, 12 women giving gifts. But he also said, I want them teeth to be black. You know, blacking them up. You know what I'm saying? I guess that's his way to brand his women. I don't I don't know. But them teeth was just like, bro, I can't do it. Why don't you just brand your women by all of them having a cool haircut or something like that? You ain't got to put, man, look. I, I don't know, man. 
I, I ain't feeling that. How do you? How can you even look at that and be like turned on? You know what I'm saying? Like you like, oh man, you know, let me get my lady. Oh, what's up with them black teeth, girl? <laughs> like, uh, uh-uh. uh, it, it just, mm, it look creepy. It look like you some kind of evil. You know, you like a Sith or something. I don't, I don't want that, nah, bro. Like, yeah, freshen them teeth up, man. Look, hey, for 2024, make sure y'all brush, y'all floss, use a water pick. Make sure you go get your dentist cleanings every what, every six months or something. What, three months? What, however many is go. Get your teeth right, man. Don't look. Don't have your teeth like these ladies in this show. All right, just take it from your uncle. Take it from Uncle Nerd. So let him let him learn y'all something. Take care of your teeth. All right, you only get one set of teeth. Well, no, you get two. But when you're an adult, you only got one piece of teeth. All right, you you got one collection of teeth. All right, treat them well. All right, don't do nothing to mess up your teeth. Brush them. Don't and and brush them frequently. I mean, I ain't saying you gotta brush them all the time, but just just man, don't don't be having stuff hanging in your teeth and you ain't brush your teeth. But look, brush them and make sure they they're well maintained. All right, just take it from me. Anyway, next up, I want to talk about uh, Ringo and his persistence. Uh, one thing that uh, got me in this is that he was like, "Revenge, I love revenge." He's like a revenge boat. So I do like Ringo in general. I think that there might be something about Ringo that will either A, we don't know, or that will come in handy later, which is that stealthiness. Because that boy can move, boy. That He can move. Because even Mies would be like, how you get over here? How you get over there? Like, that boy Ringo, he can move. So, I, you know, look, I, I don't know. I think it's going to come in handy later. We, we might need Ringo on this one. He, he might come in handy later but the real showdown that i loved is the showdown at the cliff and it tying into a memory for uh from the sword father because we see we get to meet the um the uh the assassin with the broken blade later on we we learn about him in the past uh in the past flashback where this is one of the swords that she made um, she even kind of fought him or trained with him for two seconds where he was basically just beating her down and like laughing at her. And then furthermore, using that sword to cut down so many, but you see the sword father ain't no joke because he went to hit, he went to hit Mizu when she was little again and he was like, ah, 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 ain't gonna be none of that up in here. All right, take your sword and go. So Swordfather, Swordfather, I think is official. I think he official on the low low and just, you know, he ain't telling nobody. He, you ain't seen it, but I think your boy is official. I think I think he got some strength. I think he got some skills. But when we go forward and find the the uh, the four fangs, because we see the four fangs at the first in the beginning of the episode where they just, ooh, they ain't got man, they they just be killing. Like, they just be killing, just to be killing, bruh. All right, now. Okay, maybe the dudes in the restaurant could have deserved maybe a little, maybe a little light touch up, a little beat down. You know what I'm saying? You don't talk to us. You see, you see we official. You know what I'm saying? And you, you know, you over there eating like, yo, y'all need to shut up or something like that. Don't disturb my meal. You know what I'm saying? He thought he was a boss. I don't know if they had to kill him. Maybe just a little smack him in the back of the head or something like that. But then when they got to the little, the, uh, the gate and they just killed everybody at the gate, bruh. Like they ain't got no regard for life. They just be killing. They just be killing. Just be killing. But 
we got the we got the cool drum beats and the awesome fight scene at the at the cliff where quickly you know what i'm saying mizu looked and was like okay let me figure this out all right i know how to separate these guys make them fight on my terms not on their terms and that's something that you know you need to do if you're ever in a situation you want someone to fight on your terms not on theirs you know what i'm saying if if it's got to be at the very least on equal footing but never on their terms if you're going to fight on their terms you're most likely going to lose um and if you do win it's going to be at a great cost most times you know what i'm saying you're going to end up with something broken or you one of your teeth that you need to be protecting like i told you going to be missing something like that so i like how she jumped down to the cliff and made them all have to attack her like one by one and very carefully and of course her taking them out boy and when she landed on that one hand i was like oh oh now you now you styling girl now you styling and profiling come on now that girl upside down with the one-handed come on that shows the balance and the peace from within so this man see this is what what did i tell y'all about practicing y'all forms remember when we was talking about uh what was it when anakin told ahsoka when she was listening to that old that old tape about you know um playing out your forms and practicing your forms you need to be practicing your forms every day even if it's just once a day practice your forms they will come in handy they will help you you know what i'm saying make sure that you practice those forms you know what i'm saying even if you get out of practice you know what i'm saying i've been out of practice before but you got to get back into it you know hit that bag move around focus on your footwork be ready because you never know Especially people out here crazy, man. You never know. You'd be at a grocery store trying to buy some Skittles or something. And somebody go crazy on you. You might have to use some quick footwork in a small area. You never know. You know what I'm saying? Even if you just got to get away, you got to make sure, you know, folks, it's crazy out here. Protect yourself. But back to this, man, when she balanced on that one arm, I was like, oh, snap. Bruh, look. Look, man. We, man, we living. We living out here. We got some dope shows. Like straight up, we living. We we living good right now. I mean, there is not one show that I've covered today that is not good. And then also seeing the 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 closure that we get, where the broken sword assassin against Mizu as as an adult, where he done seen her beat up all his boys and him being like, "You deserve my real blade" or whatever. It's like, girl, boy, please you talking about i deserve i don't beat your folks of course i deserve it you get the privilege of fighting me i'm the one that beat all your people you ain't do nothing but stand that so i'm chilling you know what, I'm saying? what you talking about and then for her to beat him with the behind the back throw bro come on come on now you weren't on her level son you weren't on her level now also back to that moment where the the waves crashed on the rocks and they both went back come on come on bro like blue eyed samurai is doing doing it up like all these shows is giving us man i mean look at look at animusha with the with the explosion and the with the zombie explosion come on man like all these shows is doing it up pluto with the with the love and embrace between uran and the and the pluto robot come on man the 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 behind the scenes drama with director shelling and erase memories you got invisible invincibles with his mom his friends 
his place in the world, what he owes to himself and what he may or may not owe to the U.S. government or the people of the people of Earth. You know what I'm saying? Bruh, come on. Come on, bruh. Jujutsu Kaiser with Sukuna, man. Come on. We out here living. But back to back to Blue Eye Samurai. I'll say my final thoughts on this before we go in and get out. Cause I, you know, I've been holding y'all for a minute. I ain't gonna hold y'all all day. I know y'all got things to do. I'ma just say this. Blue Eye Samurai in this episode comes together so well and it shows that our hero isn't infallible you know what i'm saying she gets hurt you know she get uh, she got cut like two three times and i mean when tygen came for his you know uh his revenge at the very end after she had killed the uh the broken sword assassin you see him most likely deciding not to kill her in the moment because he's like you know this isn't i don't get any honor especially since he's talking about honor 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 you don't really get any honor from killing a wounded you know <laughs> like you killing a wounded person it, it is i mean she's she's literally laying on the ground unarmed like this you're you don't get any any points for that one and it's not even a situation of people seeing you bring her body back or anything it's a situation of you knowing yourself you knowing in your soul that you didn't get your honor back or no you know you ain't fight a fair one you know what i'm saying that's what i honestly that don't really exist no one and no more don't nobody want to fight a fair one no more but the issue right here between him and her i like the fact that it's going to have to be resolved later i do think from the trailer it looks like they're probably going to fall for one another but that's a whole another thing we'll see in the next episode how that plays out but of course thank you for rolling through thank you if you got all the way here if you watch one second or all the seconds i thank you very much so n-e-r-d-s-o-u-l facebook instagram twitter tiktok podcast all that jazz and until the next time that you have to make sure that you are butt naked before you jump in the water with everybody else to try to find that magical stick it's just me saying peace